Welcome to Shanta Bam Bam's Random Lifestyle. I'm your host, Shanta Bam Bam. Let's get right all into it, okay? Okay. First of all, it's Shanta Bam Bam. My name is LaShanda. If you haven't already figured it out, being that it's Shanda, usually if it's a Shanda, there's usually a la, a wa, a ka, something. And not only black people are LaShanda, there are all actually Asian, there's all different kind of colors of LaShanda. It is not LaShanda, LaShanda. It's not LaShanda, it's LaShanda. LaShanda, all A's. The first A controls the rest of the way the other A sound. LaShanda. It's not no O and there's no R. I know people who like to turn my name into LaShandra, okay? It's LaShanda. But I like my show to be called Shonda Bam Bam. Now, if I don't know you, you, you add the love. If I know you, if I know you, you just say Shonda. That's just the way it is. And if I really know you, you call me by my middle name, okay? Or if you just can't pronunciate LaShonda, which sounds like Honda, with a love in front of it, then you could just say what I, I don't know. Some people have called me lasagna. But anyway, that's not the topic. The podcast is random because I jump from topic to topic. I actually have probably some kind of attention deficit. And that's why I can't stick on one topic. And I try to get everything in at once. So I jump around. And I forget what I'm talking about. And that's why it's called random. It's not The show is not based on one topic. It's all over the place. So you can get any character, whoever I am that day, personality, you know, whatever. If you don't hear from me from a while, that means I'm going through some shit or I'm depressed because I do suffer from depression. So the topic of the day is depression. I try to hit on this every once in a while because I actually do suffer from it and it runs in my family, okay? I've actually had family members who have been so depressed they decide to leave the world on their own terms earlier than they should have. That's how bad depression can get. You just feel like you ain't even going to be missed on this earth. And it's a daily struggle not to end things early because there's so much that you may have to do. If you feel you don't have anything else to do, then you just decide, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and go back on the other side because that is where we came from, the other side, right? Where did we come from? You know? So I was just thinking the other day, whenever I have the surgery, they put me under. I call it put me under because I'm, I'm, I'm under, you know? I, it's black. Now, I have dreams. I deal with people in my life who said they don't have dreams. When they close their eyes, it's black. And that's exactly what happens when you get put under for me. I don't dream. One time I did dream about clowns. And before I knew it, before the clown even said anything, I was awake. So when I get put under anesthesia, I just see black. I don't dream. I close my eyes and open my eyes and basically it's done. And I thought, is that what the afterlife is? But I remember when I was younger, I was in the emergency room, and I do remember hearing everything and seeing everything, even though I had a bad situation. Um, so I do believe your spirit leaves and you can see, but what if that was just my subconscious and really is just black? That's it. The lights go out. It just stops. There's no more continuation of the situation. There's, this is the dream. You're in the dream. And when you're done dreaming, it's black after. But anyway, this is about depression. So let me tell you what depression is. Because people think depression just means sadness. No, depression, I think, is an un, uh, imbalance in your uh, in your body. And it's when you lose touch with yourself, okay? Because sometimes the dissociation is added to that. Where that's an, uh, a safety mechanism that happens in childhood or in a traumatic situation where... You remove yourself from a situation that's hurting your body and your mind and your soul. So maybe somebody is uh, 
hurting you, doing something physical to you. And what happens is you take yourself out of your body. It's like what happens when you're near death or dying, you remove your soul from your body. So you step out of yourself and let whatever happen, happening happen to your physical because you can't stop it. So you pull yourself out of that. You put yourself in a different time frame, a different space. I did that before when I used to get beat. So what happens is my body is being beaten to the point where it hurts so much that it's, it's debilitating. And it's like right pain, which is like the most awful pain you cannot stop. It's going to take, it's going to be throbbing pain and it's not going to stop at least for a couple of weeks until it heals. So your body's being beaten to the point where your, your skin is rising, it's swelling, it's hot to touch. And now liquid, your white cells, which I didn't know at the time, are coming out of, the, the, of where you were beaten. Okay, so now your skin separates and it's bleeding and this white stuff is coming out and you're swelling and it hurts so bad because the tissue and nearly the bone has been bruised and has been hurt. And this pain will just be with you until you, you get to know your body and you know that your body is trying to heal, but it's going to hurt. So it hurts when you're getting beaten and it hurts after because it's like whelping, it's, it's throbbing, it's trying to heal. So your body's healing. And it's trying to trying to cope and calm you. So then it becomes a low throb. And then you get through the days where the, the, it gets less and less. And maybe you kind of miss it because that's kind of sick part. You miss the throbbing, but this is consistent. But then it stops. And then you start the healing process where the pain goes away, subsides little by little. But you disassociate yourself and take your mind somewhere else. Because honestly, if you did think about the pain you're going through physically, it would kill you. And you don't, you're not ready to go. You know, for some reason, your body goes into a fight mode to keep you alive. So you, your mind takes you somewhere else. So maybe you can go into like maybe daydream or think about a better life. Maybe you think about, you know, not being beaten. I don't know. But that is what depression is. You, 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 you know, it's, it's this pain that's throbbing, but you can't dissociate yourself. So you're kind of stuck in the puddle of shit, I call it. So you're just like, you don't want to do anything. You can't do anything. You, like, you physically cannot tell yourself to get up and do whatever has to be done. Nothing interests you. You don't want. You don't have any hunger. You don't have anything. I mean, literally, you do use the bathroom, but if you could just shit and piss yourself, you basically would, but you don't want to deal with it. You know, and nothing anyone says can get you out of it. If anything, if people say, oh, you're just sad, think about happy things, it brings you down worse. And it could be anything that just kicks it off, you know? It could be a paper cut. It could be a money situation. It could be you not feeling where you are in your life. It's just something that happens and you don't understand it, and it's called depression, okay? And when you deal with people who have depression, people usually don't want to be around you because they call you a, a Debbie Downer. You're depressing. You know, you bring them down. You never want to do anything. You never want to go out anywhere. You never want to see anyone, you know? And sometimes being depressed, you're also a picky eater, you know, you kind of eat what you want to eat that kind of makes you feel a little better because, you know, the other things piss you off, you know, maybe you're, for me, I don't like soggy bread, so that depresses me. So, I mean, I, as a situation when I was younger, I always had to deal with dep uh, depressing wet bread, you know, so it skews me the fuck out. So that is like, uh, it just sets it off. But you know, some people, some chemicals, you know, medication does help alleviate that if you work with it. Now, if you're just super depressed and you take this medication and the medication is like a band-aid, it doesn't help. So it's like, it's just an oomph. But basically when you're going through depression, 
the only way you can get out of depression is doing little things. It's baby steps, okay? So let's say you wake up and you're just like, fuck it. You know, you can't take the kids to school. You don't want to get out of bed. Everyone's yelling at you. You have to take, you have to go in yourself and you have to say, okay, let me just get one foot out the bed. So then you're just laying there with your covers on, maybe covers off in the bed. You know, your hair is fucked up because your hair is depressed. You got to stick your foot out the bed. And you got to acknowledge that you got one foot hanging from the side of the bed, cold, okay? So then you get the other foot, have the other foot hang off. Okay, that's an achievement. That's two bed, there's two feet out the bed, almost on the floor, okay? All right? So now your knees are, you know, you know they're, they're bent, okay? So that's almost a sit-up position. You got to take your right hand, you know, and kind of sit up, okay? Maybe you're sitting on the side of bed. You got to get the feet to touch the floor. Now, what people understand is, I'm saying I talk fast, so you think it's happening quick, but all that probably took five hours. That's how depression is, time stops. It's like maybe a two hours per foot, per leg, three hours, maybe four hours to get your butt to the side, scoop, and you're sitting up. Everybody's late. Maybe somebody helped you take the kids or you just your job, you know, Okay. And then this is, you know, and then during the fifth hour, you probably lay back down, put your feet back in the bed. If you just give up. Okay. But it's all about the individual. Okay. You have to want to get out of the depression. You have to deal, wheel and deal with yourself. And I think part of depression is not knowing yourself, you know, knowing who you are. <coughs> Excuse me. I got mucus. I got thyroids. So the problem is I learned for myself is I don't know myself. I know I've dealt with people who like know that something's wrong with their body. Like they know they are able to do something at that time. They know their body will do this or that. I am not in tune with my body. Me and my body were enemies. And I think that's a problem with depression. You don't know who you really are and you don't know your body. You don't know how your body functions. You don't know. You don't know if you do this, that will happen. If you eat that, that will happen. Maybe you just don't care to know yourself. You have to be in touch with yourself. I honestly believe to get out of depression. You have to know if you put your foot there, your foot there, the next is going to come is your butt has to get up, you have to sit up and scoot yourself up. If you don't acknowledge who you are, your, your blood flowing, your heart beating, then how can you be out of depression? You have to know yourself. So why am I depressed? I just don't feel like today's cold. I don't feel like living today. I don't feel like getting up today. I'm like, what the fuck? So then question yourself. Is it okay to call out? Is it okay to just say, fuck it? If it is, take a mental day. Just say today's not the day. And then maybe tomorrow will be a little better. You'll get dressed. You might look disheveled, but you get out. You know? Do you feel like your life is worth being around everyone else? Because everyone's selfish. Because, you know, when you're depressed or when you want to commit suicide, everyone's selfish. Because you're probably the... They, everyone adores you usually. And they want you around. They love you. You're the best. You're the, you're the best thing ever. And they feel it's selfish of you to take yourself away from their love and their attention. But what about you? You know? You need something that they're not giving you, but you're giving it to them unintentionally, and they feel it's selfish for you to take yourself away from them. <clears throat> so you fake smile, fake laugh to make them happy, make them money. You dance for them, you sing for them, you you contribute to their feelings. But what about what you want inside? Well, what about maybe you want to be a butterfly or something? You want to walk around for the rest of your life just like a dress as a butterfly, but you can't do that because it's not going to pay the mortgage, not pay the bills. You're stuck. Maybe you just want to walk away, but you know you can't. Maybe you did something that's out of character that you know people will make fun of you and deem and condemn you and you know curse you or something and you're depressed because you can't express yourself and be who you really are 
Maybe you're really sick in the fucking head. And you know if people knew you were sick in the head, it would fuck everything up. But you can't do that because that's not as frowned upon in society. You know it's wrong. You know, so what do you do about that? You know it's wrong. So you have to correct that behavior. But you can correct that behavior so that it doesn't take you down. You know? So with depression, you need to acknowledge what is internally wrong with you. What is fucking you up? What is making you unhappy? Do for yourself. What are you missing that you want that you need to do? Do you want to shave your head? Do you want to do you do you want to go against your religion? If that is what you want to do, then to get out of that funk, that's what you should do. Am I saying leave everything behind? Walk away from everything? If that's going to save your spirit, yes. And people have to understand that it is your life. You came in this world by yourself. Okay? And it's your responsibility once you learn how to use the bathroom and feed yourself to contain and control and protect yourself on this earth. It's no one else's responsibility, not even your parents, because if you're walking to school or you're by yourself, you can be kidnapped, attacked, okay? You can hurt yourself, you can fall. So you have to learn at an early age to survive and protect yourself. And it continues on mentally too. If someone's bringing you down or raping you or touching you, you need to say something, you need to do something. If you're an adult and it happened as a child and you still let it happen because that's what you're used to, you need to stop it. You need to control the situation. Stop that person, that individual, that situation. Leave it. Walk away. It's your life. At the end of the day, when you're gone, no one cares. They'll cry about you. They'll worry about you. They'll talk about you. They'll have anniversaries of when you were here, when you weren't. But honestly, every day of your life, when I think about you every fucking second, it's not the case that we're left with you, right? No. Life goes on. That's what life means. They forget about you. They shit, they piss, they eat, they sex, they fuck, you know. They cut people off in traffic. Their life goes the fuck on. And they will forget about you. They will remember you occasionally, but they will forget about you. People are, what's what we are, are very selfish, you know. Once you're not here, you're not in it. Once you're out of sight, out of, out of sight, you're out of mind, okay. So, you have to take control of your situation. and You have to survive. You have to figure out... What is the best situation for yourself? And in doing that for yourself, I'm telling you, you have to decide what you want to do with your life. It's your life. It's your life to be here or not. Because what do you care? You're not there anymore. You don't have to take care of your body. Your body becomes waste, right? It's up to your family or the people left to disintegrate you. You're snuffed out. You're gone. But while you're here, is your responsibility... People don't understand. Figure out what you want to do with your life. Do you want it to continue or do you want it to stop? And if you want it to continue, do you want to suffer? Because you could be alive and still be dead. You know? You could be you can live you could be living and not living. Okay? Which means you can have everything in the world and still feel dead inside and can't even get one thing. I call it constipation. You can't get any, any relief. You can't get any uh in your life. So you got to get that, uh, in your life. You really do. You really have to say, fuck it. You know, this is what I want to do today. Maybe I want to say the fucking bed and be funky. I want to go, I want to go get donuts. Okay. I want to go to Great Adventure right now. And if they're closed, I want to go somewhere else. That's what the fuck I want to do. I want to drive by somebody. I don't like them. I just give them the fucking middle finger. Just give them the fucking middle finger, you know. Just, you know, give them the finger. That's what you want to do, right? But, but. What's the repercussions? They're going that way. You're going that way, you know? You have to live your life the way you need to live your life. You have to decide what you want to do with your life, and you can't care what anybody else thinks because they're living their life. 
And if it's selfish to them, oh well. If you're depressed, you have to get out that funk if you have responsibilities like the kids or whatever. But if somebody can take the kids, drop the kids off. Embrace your depression and wallow in it. And try to figure out, why the fuck are you depressed? What is bringing you down? Why are you, why are you feeling the way you're feeling? You know, learn yourself. Maybe you're constipated. Maybe you're thirsty. It could be something simple as you're not getting the right foods in your body. That's how simple depression is. How do I deal with depression? Sometimes I just lay in bed. And I look around. I have to look around. Like I, have to, I call it the third eye. I have to look like, how would it be seen in someone else's eye and say, oh my God, it's really fucked up in here. I'm hoarding. I can't move. I got to fix this. And then I take it in baby steps. I said, okay, let me do this. And I feel good. And I sit the fuck down. And I get the fuck up. And I do it again. And I keep doing it until it's done. And after I do it, I'm like, oh, wow, I did it. I get that, uh, I get that relief. Like you take a big shit after being constipated for fucking three weeks or shit, you know? That's the relief I get, you know? And I, I, I embrace my, my mental ailment. I have different personalities. I disassociate. I'm different characters. And I'm not your average whatever I'm supposed to be because I'm a, my name is whatever and my skin tone is whatever and I got titties. I am who I am whenever I want to be who I am. I live, I live in my presence. I live who I am. I can't change anything. I can't make anybody happy. And I refuse to live in everybody's little jar to make them feel comfortable so they don't get scared. If you're scared of me, you're scared of me. I don't give a fuck. And that's how I have gotten out of my depression and be able to function. That works for me. You got to find what works for you. You really do. You're paranoid. It's a protection. It protects you. It's good to be paranoid. Everyone's after you. They basically are. IRS is. So... That's my spiel on depression ending 2022. I don't know what my depression will be in 2023 because depression changes like the rainbow, you know. You don't know what you're going to get every day with depression, you know. You get up, you get down, you know. It, it, it is what it is, but you have to deal with it. That's just the way it is. I mean, you know, just like you have a stalker. Stalky stalker. Roll up on your stalker. And when you're in your stalker's face, wave at them. Wave at them and give them the middle finger. I see you. You see me. That's it. Embrace it. Take it. Control it. That's all you can do. All right? Check out Trinity Tricker Queen. Check out Foul Intentions on Kendall Vela. Check out... Um... Trinity Trigger Queen on eBay, you know, check it out, check it out, subscribe, follow me, you know, show your support, and I'll keep giving you entertainment, I'll keep telling you whatever's in my fucked up brain, you know, because everybody's fucked up, maybe my fuck up is a little more interesting for you, and that's what you want to hear, I got it for you, but you gotta subscribe, you gotta listen, you can't just give it a little bit, you gotta give it your all, okay, because this is me every day. Okay? So if you like it, subscribe, send something so I can continue to give you content. You know? That would help my depression. Half of depression is being broke, okay? For me. So if you give to me, I'll give content to you. You know? So like I said, I just I got my water here. I'm not going to promote it because they're not sponsoring me. I drank some water. 
Next thing I'm going to do, I'm going to do something to make myself happy, which is clean up my hoarding, organize my eBay. And then I'm going to suggest that there are assholes in the world use some hemorrhoid cream. That's been my spiel lately. Hemorrhoid cream. I think it would really help you stop being such an asshole. And for the stalkers out there, puzzles. I advertise puzzles. Do something uh, to, to, ho- to keep you busy. Try a one million piece puzzle, okay? And maybe that will stop you being a people's asses, being a stalker. That really would help. But till next time, cha-chao.